0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Double FM
1: Sports. I am Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zrack. And since the
0: NFL draft is in what nine days, something like that. Anyway, we are going through our own first round mock draft um, that each of us has worked on. We'll give you commentary and insight on what players we
2: think should go where. Sounds like a plan.
1: No, let's, yeah. let's knock it's it out. The short end of it. Um, all right, so first overall pick of the 2020 NFL Draft um, goes to the Bengals. Who do you guys see being a top priority uh, for Zach Taylor's team? Well, unless he pulls an Eli Manning, I'm, I'm assuming number one overall will be Joe Burrow. And I think... I mean, I think that's what all the mock drafts are saying. I although there has been talk, a little bit of talk about him, if he if we were to pull it, um, an Eli Manning, what would happen? But I I believe Joe Burrow will remain loyal to the Bengals, and I believe they will take him.
3: Yeah, I uh, I feel like that's kind of the overall. If you're not picking Joe Burrow at one, what are you doing? Uh, no, no hate to the other prospects, don't get me wrong, guys like Chase Young are amazing football players. but Like Joe Burrow is just kind of that guy that I think everyone's accepted is the number one overall pick. And also I do wanna I do wanna point out something, Ethan, I know you mentioned that because I mentioned the whole thing about the Eli Manning situation that Joe Burrow is talking about. My dad did tell me that Joe Burrow came out and said that he's not planning on doing that. So that kind of kills that argument a little bit okay um for me
0: i'm actually gonna go separate route here i get all of the arguments for joe burrow i get all the hype around him but at the same time i don't necessarily see all of the hype if that makes sense um like I see how everyone's like, oh, he's amazing. He's going to be the next great quarterback in the NFL. And maybe, um, I don't know. I I feel like I personally haven't seen enough of him. Um, But as far as the Bengals go, I don't see Andy Dalton as a problem here. I mean, for years, people have been like, "Ah, Andy Dalton's trash, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, this guy's a three-time pro bowler. This guy knows what he's doing. And frankly, the reason they're losing games is because their defense can't do squat. So I say you take Chase Young, number one overall. They need someone coming off the edge. Um, You have Geno Atkins in the middle. I think that would be a generally scary D-line
3: combination. I mean, fair enough, like I said, Chase Young is definitely a beast. So I definitely don't. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with Chase. Chase Young at one.
2: All right. But I think. I mean, I think. I think we all saw that Chase Young was the
1: number one overall consensus pick before Burrow had his historic season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, number two overall goes to the Redskins. Um, where are you guys? With
1: that. Well, I mean, I mean, I think it's either going to be it's going to be whoever whoever doesn't get picked uh first out of Chase Young and Joe Burrow. Although I don't think necessarily the Redskins want to give up on Dwayne Haskins just yet. And we all know Ron Rivera and how he is very more defensive minded. So assume if the uh, Bengals were to take Joe Burrow uh pick one, I I'm assuming the Redskins will follow and take Chase Young at two. Yeah, that's who I also have it, too. I think
3: with, with how I have my mock draft with Burrow going number one, I feel like it's a clear-cut pick. No matter what team you are, unless you have two solid defensive ends that are like, you know, they're not old or, you know, starting to become washed up, I feel like Chase Young's always gonna be that guy who comes after burrow if burrow goes one so that's why i have the redskins picking him yeah i mean i definitely would agree with that um
0: i mean ethan you bring up a good point about ron rivera with that defensive background um and yeah um had i not had chase young going here um i would have put him at the redskins but i Again, you brought up Dwayne Haskins and then not giving up on him. I did kind of entertain the idea of what if they did what the Cardinals did last year and draft Tyler Murray when they already had um, –
1: why can't I think of his name? Josh Rosen. Rosen. Thank you. Josh Rosen
0: um, and then trading away Josh Rosen. So I could have seen that there. But they desperately need help at the cornerback position. So, I actually had Jeff Okuda going to the Redskins.
1: Yeah, All I, right. that's, that's, I get that. That's um, All right. Lions at number
0: three. What do we got?
1: I mean, yes. Uh, my thing is, yes, there is a need for a cornerback, definitely for them. Although... I think you take the most versatile athlete or, like, one of the most versatile guys in the draft, and I would take the uh, linebacker for of Clubs and Isaiah Simmons for them. Yeah, I, I really like that pick. That, that's that's the direction I went from the Lions, especially with Darius
3: Slay. I mean, I feel like, they, you know, you'd think cornerback, 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 and you got a solid one of Jeff Okuda in his first round, but... I just feel like Isaiah Simmons could do a little bit more for them than Jeff Okuda ever could simply because Isaiah Simmons not only can play linebacker, but Isaiah Simmons was also a
0: safety. And I'm sure with that safety you know, skills, he honestly probably could play corner if they really needed it to. I mean, yes, I get what you're saying about Isaiah Simmons. But, um, I mean, we're talking about the way i look at the lions defense right now linebacker is not one of their issues i mean they just signed jamie collins who had pretty much a career year this past year um you have guys like devin Kennard, who are still solid linebackers um so i think that would almost force um someone like isaiah simmons to play more of that safety role And there have been concerns about his physicality, um, which could also damage his ability to play if they did shift him to a cornerback position. Um, Frankly, kind of as a side note, I don't see why they traded away Darius Slay when you're in need of a quarterback. I would have liked to have seen Desmond Trufant and Darius Slay playing opposite each other, but that's just me. Anyway, what I think would be an interesting proposition is what if the Lions take Javon Kinlaw at three? You have him on the D-line, but he also has that pass-rushing upside. And then also doing some of the pass-rushing D-line stuff is Trey Flowers, who has been quite a disruptive lineman um, in the past couple of years. So I think that would be interesting. I have Kinlaw
3: going at three. Uh I just don't get me wrong he's a great player I just feel like it's a little bit of a stretch for him I mean I've got I do have him as a first round talent and I feel like Ethan you probably do too but I, I don't see him being a top three pick and I feel like that physicality that you were talking about the questions about that I feel like that, that physicality probably came more from the fact of linebacker because your linebackers are probably your most physical guys who are the ones making the tackles or the ones rushing the passers off the edge. And I, I don't feel like the physicality questions would really affect his him at least playing safety.
1: Mm-hmm. Valid point. Um, yeah, all right. Number four, the New York Giants although they need a lot. um, I would say they need a good offensive lineman, so that's why I'm looking at um, a guy maybe taking like Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I went a similar way with uh, offensive linemen, but I did not go with Tristan Wirfs. I went with Andrew Thomas. I mean, they they got arguably the best running back in the league. Obvious. I mean, those, those arguments kind of died down after Saquon's lackluster year, but he did get hurt, I think. If you can boost up that offensive
0: line and get Saquon going, then you're going you're gonna to be looking at at least a few more wins for the Giants. So, I went Andrew Thomas. I mean, yes, I definitely see the arguments for offensive line, but I feel like this Giants offensive line, when they're healthy – And when they have opportunities to play well, can be better than they're often portrayed to be. And frankly, I don't know, I don't so much see the offensive line as much of a glaring issue as perhaps safety or even wide receiver. Um, So I actually, you're you're probably going to kill me for this, but I think the Giants need a safety and so I had Xavier McKinney going at four, which I know seems high, but he's the best safety in the draft.
3: See, that's where I make my argument for Isaiah Simmons. I mean, he, 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 I think he came into the combine as a linebacker, but he played safety at Clemson for, I'm pretty sure, a greater part of the season.
0: Yeah, that is true, and I actually did not think about that. Um, you definitely could draft someone like Isaiah Simmons and put him at safety or even into that linebacker rotation.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, the number five, the uh, the good old Miami Dolphins uh, have the fifth pick. Um, I mean, my thing with the Dolphins is, yes, they do have Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I don't think either of those are long-term options for them. So, obviously... I think, hashtag tank for Tua, so I believe they're going to take Tua number five there.
3: I I went a similar route with the quarterback, but...
1: Did you did you or... took uh, Yeah, Tua was not my guy. I just think, uh, I got a lot of respect for Tua, especially after his national championship run
3: two years ago, but coming off of hip surgery, or it was hip surgery, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, coming off of hip surgery.
2: So there's some questions. And I think
3: even if he wasn't coming off of hip surgery, Herbert just strikes me as a more pro-ready quarterback than Tua. Mm. Both valid
0: arguments. Um, for me, though, as far as how I have my draft set up, Burrow is still on the board at this point, which seems crazy. Um, and I was also thinking about... Um, perhaps taking an O-lineman like um, either Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs because, honestly, the Dolphins have a really shoddy O-line. They need someone in there to fill gaps. But when Burrow's still on the board and you need a quarterback besides Ryan Fitzpatrick, much as I love the guy, um, you do need someone to invest in for the future. So, yeah, I would have Burrow going to the Dolphins.
1: Okay, pick six, the uh the Chargers. Now yes, Philip is gone. Um again, they do have Tyrod Taylor. And I think he's he, it'll be okay for now, but I, I think you take someone like maybe Justin Herbert there. Yeah, I, I kinda went the same route there. I felt like the Dolphins and Chargers probably needed a quarterback.
3: And I think the way the reason me taking uh, Harvard over Tua, I feel like the Dolphins really need a now quarterback. The Chargers, I feel like they can probably bridge Tyron Taylor over the next year or so. And so having Tua, allowing him to practice with the team, get to know the playbook, heal up from his injury, while well, Tyron Taylor's the starter, I feel like that will benefit
0: both the Chargers and Tua in the long run. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, a good argument. Um, I had Tua also going to the Chargers. Um, I mean, I could definitely – Chargers also need a linebacker, so I could entertain the idea of someone like Isaiah Simmons going there. Um, But, yeah, I, I took Tua at six for the Chargers.
1: Alright, well, moving on to the 7th pick, we have the Carolina Panthers. Um, this one was kind of a no-brainer for me, obviously. With guys like Donatary Poe, Gerald McCoy, and Vernon Butler leaving um, Carolina, um, I would take someone like uh, Derek Brown, because you really need an interior defensive guy. So, I would take Derrick Brown here. Yeah,
3: that's what I went with. And uh, Derrick Brown, Ethan, you probably hate it, because... Yeah, yeah. But... Derek Brown, Derek Brown's a beast on the D line, and like you said, they kind of need it. So,
0: yeah, I mean, the problem with this Panthers team is that there are a lot of needs in a lot of different places. Um, I mean, you need someone on that D line. So, you guys both brought up Derek Brown. Uh, you also need corners. You need linebackers. You need offensive linemen. You need people coming off of the edge and rushing the quarterback. So, I mean, at this point on my draft, Isaiah Simmons is still on the board. Panthers need a linebacker, so I took Simmons here. Um, I definitely could see Derek Brown. Um, yeah, or even someone like Tristan Morris, Jedrick Wills, those
1: guys. All right. Well, the eighth pick goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, For me, I thought they were going to take a wide receiver before this D-hop trade. So I think the next thing for them is an offensive lineman, so that's why I took Tristan Wirfs for um, the Giants, and uh, Jerry took Andrew Thomas. I'm actually, I actually actually took Andrew Thomas at the eighth pick for the Cardinals.
3: For, like, the third time this video, Ethan, I like the way you're going. I just picked a different player. Obviously, I, play, I picked Andrew Thomas my first offensive lineman. I know this probably shakes up a bit because I didn't take Tristan Wirfs, and I didn't take Jedrick Wills. I actually went with uh, Mackay Beckton, Louisville's offensive lineman. I gotta be honest with the offensive lineman. I didn't really know. I don't feel like if you're a first round if you're a first round pick as an offensive lineman, there isn't much like there's not a, there's not a big difference in skill level unless you're like you know the premier guy. So I feel like really with a bunch of these offensive linemen, unless you need specifically a guard or a tackle, which the Cardinals don't, as a Cardinals fan, I know we need just about everything on the offensive line. So I don't think it really matters what you pick. And so I just went with Mekhi Beckton.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, we all pretty much hit the nail on the head. You need offensive line. Uh, for the Cardinals, and I mean, granted, you also need some help on defense and you need tight end, Um, and even defensive backs, but as far as defensive backs go, I think you need veteran free agents that come in, um, and not rookies, because you have a lot of young defensive backs, Um, but I actually had Tristan Wirfs going here um, to the Cardinals. All
1: right. Okay, well, the, with the number nine pick, we got the Jaguars. And for me, um, there's a need for a secondary guy out in Jacksonville, obviously, getting rid of Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago and obviously trading A.J. Bouye recently. So, And uh, Jeff Okuda is still on my board, so I, I'm going to take Jeff Okuda there.
3: Yeah, that was pretty much the exact same argument I made for taking Jeff Okuda at 9. I mean, I think Jeff
2: Okuda, same as Chase Young, how he was hyped up to be number one, I feel like there's a lot
3: of hype for Jeff Okuda being like a top-three pick. And don't get me wrong, I think, I don't know if you guys have seen this interview, but there was a guy who taught, like told Jeff Okuda he was talking about how he needs to clean up his sloppy play, and Jeff Okuda said... What do you mean, man? I had no holdings. I had no pass interferences, and I barely let him any catches. So, I mean, Jeff Okuda is about as locked down as you get in college football, especially playing in that Big Ten conference. I think Jeff Okuda is a pretty obvious pick for the Jaguars at nine. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the
0: way you're thinking, um, but I don't necessarily see cornerback as an immediate need. Um, especially when Calais Campbell just left for Baltimore and Yannick Ngakwe didn't have his best season. Um, I actually took Derek Brown here because in the absence of someone like Calais Campbell, you need someone in that D-line to disrupt the the run game and
1: um, hold that D-line together. Okay, well, moving on to the number 10 pick. Uh, we're a third of the way there, pretty much. We have the Cleveland Browns. Now, um, uh, I'm taking an offensive player for the Browns. Um, I'm going to take an O-lineman. I'm actually going to take uh, the best O-lineman, in my opinion, available still, Jedrick Wills.
3: Uh, yeah, I pretty much I, I went the same route. I feel like their offense is pretty set and their defense is pretty young. Besides the offensive line, I still haven't picked Tristan worse yet, so that's where I went for pick 10.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like um, what you guys are saying about taking O-linemen, um, and I definitely thought about that. But I couldn't help but think about what if they took C.D. Lamb. Because, and this might be a little bit early in the draft to start thinking about wide receivers. Um, But I don't know. I feel like it would be really interesting to have a guy like CeeDee Lamb um, who didn't have as fast a 40-time as someone like Henry Ruggs. But at the same time, in in the words of Nate Burleson, C.D. Lamb has a catch radius the size of a garage door. So I feel like that would be interesting to have even more of a deep
2: threat like that. And, I mean, you have a guy in, um, in Jarvis Landry who
0: he's, he's a slot guy who's been forced to play wide out. So if you can move him back into the slot, and
2: have a guy like C.D. Lamb opposite of Odell Beckham Jr., I
0: think that would be a very interesting offensive combination. Um, I also even thought, I mean, we talked about how good Baker was supposed to be last year, and then he let everybody down. Um, So how many chances are we really going to give Baker Mayfield at quarterback before he gets replaced? Um, so I definitely thought about guys like Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. Um, but I just for a little bit of pop, I um I took
1: CD lamb at ten going to the Browns. Okay. Well, moving on to the eleventh pick, we got the uh, the New York Jets. Um, obviously, with Robbie Anderson leaving for the Carolina Panthers, I, I think there's definitely a wide receiver need. For the Jets, then again, there's a lot of needs for the Jets, but I think wide receivers, uh, are the biggest or one of the biggest. So, um, you're probably gonna hate me. I took Jerry Judy over Ceedee Lamb at eleven. Interesting. Yeah, I I went kind of this again for like the fourth time now. I went the same route with position. I
3: liked Todd's argument for taking CD Lamb at 10. And I feel like with a quarterback like Sam Darnold, who's apparently been seeing ghosts and needs some help when it comes to catching the football, I feel like CD Lamb is probably, just because of his shiftiness and his speed and the fact that he can catch a ball that's thrown just about anywhere near him, which, you know, Sam Darnold has a tendency to do, throw the ball somewhat near to his receiver, but not really. I feel like CD Lamb is my guy to go with for the Jets yeah um I actually um I
0: definitely agree with a wide receiver need I actually took Henry Ruggs here um because I mean you need that deep threat sure you've got guys like Jamison Crowder and I believe they still have Demarius Thomas um who, I mean, those guys are your vets, and they can really invest in a rookie player and build them up. Um, but you need a deep threat. You need someone who can get behind defenses one-on-one with defensive backs and make plays. So, um, With the
2: speed that Ruggs has, I'm taking him at 11. Okay.
1: Right. Well, then we have the Las Vegas Raiders at uh, 12. Um, again, I They really haven't had a good wide receiver, true number one wide receiver since getting rid of Amari Cooper. So um, I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb here, actually. Mm. Yeah, I feel like right now it's the bulk of where our wide receivers are going to go for the first round. So I, I originally went with Jerry Judy, but I'm now thinking about it I don't really know. Like Jerry Judy's kind of a guy who gets behind the defense, like Todd said, he's a deep
3: threat. But I don't know how well Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr throw the deep ball as much. You know, like I don't, I don't think their deep ball skill is as good as it can be. And for that reason, I'm about to change my pick to Henry Ruggs because I feel like Jerry Judy maybe doesn't fit their team as good as I originally thought. JR, you realize when I was talking about a deep threat, I was
0: talking about rugs, right? Jerry Judy's way bigger than rugs, though. I mean, okay. well then
3: my yeah, point, but I was talking point, about the speed and getting behind defenses. Uh, well, then my point was that Jerry Judy, he just kind of strikes me as a deep ball, kind of like contested player, and I don't know how well Mariota and Carr can throw that deep ball contested throw. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like if you can have a big body wide receiver anywhere on the field,
0: I mean, it's like having, granted he plays tight end, but it's like having a guy like Travis Kelsey who just kind of roams the field and if you can hit him above, like, I don't know, say for some absurd reason he's getting covered by a corner, if you can throw that anywhere above the corner's head, that's, that's Travis Kelsey all day. So if you can have something like that with Judy, I think no matter what team it is, that that's a, a role that needs to be filled. So I, I
2: had Jerry Judy going at 12 to the Raiders. Okay. Right.
1: Well, pick 13 with, for the 49ers after they got that from the Colts for in the DeForest Buckner trade. Um, I actually took uh, Henry Ruggs here because I would like to see um, Ruggs, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle in, in offense, I think that would work out pretty nice. Yeah, uh, I went with my third receiver in a row as well. Uh, I went with, obviously, I didn't pick Jerry Judy last pick. I went with Jerry Judy here simply because I feel like the speedy kind of wide receivers, they already have those in San Francisco, and I feel like they don't really have a solid deep threat. I mean, George Kittle
3: can go up and catch the, the uh, jump ball, but. I mean, George Phillips on a wide receiver, I think this is just a little bit better of a pick. I think this is a a better spot to take Jerry Judy. That makes just a little bit more sense to me, especially with the fact that I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo can throw the deep ball, the deep contested ball, a little bit better than Mariota and Derek Carr. I
2: mean, yeah. Um,
3: I definitely
0: get what you guys are saying for a wide receiver, um. But at the same time, I mean, later on in the draft, I do have the Niners taking another wide receiver. Um, well, not an, Well, yes. But um, anyway, I feel like, I mean, losing someone like DeForest Buckner, you need someone on the D line. Um, I, I could also see considerations for um, even that O line because you have guys like Joe Staley who are getting older, probably considering retirement in the next couple of years, um, or even defensive backs who are probably going to leave on free agency in the next year or two. Um, but I prioritized the D-line here. Um, so I actually took Ross Blacklock um, because at this point in my draft, um, he was pretty much the highest
3: available pure defensive lineman um, that wasn't really devoted to the edge. Okay. I got to be real here. I don't even have him in my first round,
1: yeah. let alone know the name. But. Um, all right. Well, moving on to the 14th pick, we have the Buccaneers. And since you have Tom Brady coming there, I-, I think you need a little more protection beefing up that line a little bit. So that's why I would take someone like Mekhi Beckton there.
3: Yeah, Ethan, I think we got some pretty similar thoughts when it comes to a lot of these takes because I also went the offensive line. Obviously I already picked Mikai Beckton at eight to the Cardinals, uh Tristan Wirks and uh what's his name? Andrew Thomas are off the board for me, so that leaves I feel like the last potential first round offensive lineman and Jedrick Wills to be taken. I mean, Tom Brady's old man and he's still doing great. He's still he's still being his old is he's, he's, he's you know, he's Tom Brady, so but, you know, he gets hit pretty hard by one of those NFC defensive lines. 49ers definitely come to mind with a bunch of young guys You can who are just looking to hit people. You know, there goes your franchise quarterback, and they definitely need some O-line. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that.
0: I took Jedrick Wills here um, because he was still on the board, and – I actually prioritized him over guys like Andrew Thomas and Mackay Becton. Um, but, yeah, Buccaneers need O-line help, especially when you bring in a high-profile guy like Brady. All
1: right. Um, Moving on to the 15th pick, we've got the Denver Broncos here. Um, I actually, for this one, I actually took someone like Javon Kinlaw purely because I think... Um, you have a very good pass rush with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb along with Javon Kinlaw, so I think that's something they would definitely do. Nathan, you gotta, you really. I mean, I don't know how we had such a similar draft because I also went Javon Kinlaw. I feel like the offense for the Broncos
3: is kind of set with a bunch of young guys: Cortland Sutton, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, Drew Locke. There's not much argument for anything on the offensive side. And I just thought if you paired those two edge rushers and Chubb and Von Miller, like you said, and you put some guy in the middle to get to the, the quarterback, you could be looking at something like what the 49ers had this past year. And obviously there's a lot of disruption in the backfield the quarterback with that defensive line. Yeah, I mean, I definitely take
0: that. Uh, uh, I definitely like that. Um, but obviously for me, is already off the board. Um, and, I mean,
2: Broncos, they do need help at wide receiver because at this point it pretty much just is
0: Cortland Sutton. Um, and, sure, there are other smaller role-playing guys. So I took Justin Jefferson here. Um, but I could also see I, – again, I definitely see a guy like Kenlaw, and how scary that would be. Um, I also could – entertain the thought of getting another O-lineman, or even, um, what was I going to say? I literally cannot remember. Yeah, sure, we're going with that.
1: (laughs) All right, well, moving on, uh, we have the 16th pick for the Falcons. Um, Obviously, when I'm thinking about this, um, I think, obviously, they're in need of an edge guy um, for Vic Beasley. And I'm actually taking Yeter Matos out of Penn State there. I, I don't like that pick as much as I like Penn
3: State. You know, being from Pennsylvania, he's a good player, but I don't see him as a first-round talent. So I didn't, I didn't really like any of the edge rushers going this high that are left. So I went a different route. I feel like the Falcons have paid Keanu Neal way too much over the last few years for him to just keep getting hurt. And that's not on Keanu Neal. That's just on bad luck. But I feel like he's a little bit of a durability issue. Now Todd, you had Xavier McKinley you had Xavier McKinley going pretty high and you said he was the best safety in draft. And while I do respect his talent, I feel like you're missing a huge name and that's LSU's Grant Delpit who didn't have the greatest season this year because of his ankle
0: injury. But I feel like Grant Delpit, healthy, is the best safety in this draft class. Interesting. Um, Yeah, definitely a good argument. Um, uh, I went a similar-ish route um, in shoring up that secondary. Obviously, Falcons um, just cut Desmond Trufant. And I think you need another corner.
1: So I went with CJ Henderson. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, for the 17th pick with the Cowboys, and actually um I took CJ Henderson there. Obviously, getting rid of Byron Jones. Need they need a good cornerback and I think CJ Henderson's the best one left on my board.
3: God, oh, I swear me and Ethan did not get together before this video on <laughs> the exact same thing, but for literally the exact same reason of losing Byron Jones, I went CJ Henderson, uh, the cornerback for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely get that. Um, since I already took CJ Anderson, um, and let him go to the Falcons, I could definitely see someone like Christian Fulton, um, going to the Cowboys. Um, or even, I mean, at this point, Andrew Thomas and Makai Becton are still on my board. um, so I could even see someone like Andrew Thomas going after you lose someone um, like Zach Martin to retirement. Um, but, I mean, Robert Quinn just left. Malik Collins is gone. You need someone in that D-line or on the
2: edge. So, And I'm, I apologize in advance. I don't follow college football that
0: much. Um, so I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Um, but Kayla Vaughn,
1: I don't even want to try with his last Shazen. name. Shazen. Say that again. Shazen, I think. Shazen. Okay. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one because when I put
3: his name on my draft board for one of these future uh, number or first round picks, I was really hoping somebody would say that name. And I'd just be like, Yeah, whatever that person said, because I had no clue how to say it. Yup. Okay.
0: Anyway, I'm taking him uh, to the Cowboys. He needs some more. Um,
1: edge power um, with D law there. So all right, all right. Well, moving on to the eighteenth pick, um, we got the Miami Dolphins again, and um, I, I think after making Fitzpatrick, that offense have always needed had a need for a safety. Um, so actually, I took Grant Delpit here purely because I think it would be very scary to see what like him, Xavier Howard, and Byron Jones might be in that secondary. That just That's very scary to me, those three in a secondary together.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, oh, I just cut off JR. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Right. You're, you're good. It was my pick anyways. I was going to agree with him, so if you want to say something. Nah, you're good. Go for it. All right, well, obviously, I already took Grant Delpit to with my little tangent that he's the best safety in this draft, so went a similar similar route, different player. Uh, Xavier McKinley, I feel like he's the other safety that's kind of a big name in this draft, so I went him. Yeah, I definitely see that. I think the
0: Dolphins do need a safety after losing. Um, well, not losing, but really just pawning off uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. But you also, they need some serious offensive line help. Um, and with guys like Andrew Thomas and Makai Becton still on my board, I took Andrew Thomas here.
1: All right. Moving on, we have the um, the nineteenth pick, and we got the Oakland Raiders. Um, Las Vegas Raiders. So, sorry, lost I apologize. I keep messing that up. I've done that so many times. I apologize. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I do think they need a cornerback, and that's why I would probably give them like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Trayvon Diggs for the Raiders there. All right. Uh, I definitely
2: thought about cornerbacks. I don't really know why I went this
3: route, to be 100% honest. After pick 18, my, like, my certainty for, like, in my reasoning for these picks kind of fell off besides a few simply because I didn't really, I don't know, these are the teams that started to make the playoffs. I mean, so there's, there's like, there's less holes Last year in college football, I was kind of high on Kenneth Murray, the only good defensive prospect out of Oklahoma, in my opinion. And so I went with him. He's a middle linebacker, but he can play. He's, he's a pretty decent edge rusher, I'm
0: pretty sure, We're watching some college football the last two years. So, yeah, just you know, hate on me for that pick because I know that there's not much reasoning besides the fact that I watched him play and I thought he was good, but... I mean, I'm not going to hate on you, per se, for that. Um, I just personally don't see the need for a linebacker when you have zero secondary like the Raiders do, especially... Well, not zero.
2: I mean, you still have Jeff Heath, but after that deal with Eli Apple fell through, you need a cornerback. Um so,
0: I actually took Christian Fulton here instead of Trayvon Diggs.
1: Okay, all right. Well, the twentieth pick, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think after, especially like we said. Oh, how do you say the guy? The guy's name Yannick. Yannick Ngakwa. Yannick Ngakwa and Clyde Campbell both leaving. I, I think you need. The no, guy- Yannick
3: Ngakwa is still there. Yeah, he's still there.
1: I thought he left. Well, no, tagged him. oh shoot!
3: Yeah, that's... he just didn't have a good season last year. So
1: I, I would yeah. still take an edge here. So that's why I'm taking Clavon, the Clavon Chason guy, or whatever.
3: Don't try and speak like he's trying Jason.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm taking him.
3: I went a completely different route here. Um, I just went with a wide receiver. I, I know that. The Jags have a pretty decent wide receiver core, but I just don't feel like there's a clear-cut number one guy at, at in Jacksonville, like DJ Chark and Day Westbrook, and if there are any other receivers I'm forgetting, please chime in. Chris Conley, yeah, Chris Conley, that's the other guy. But like, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see a huge, a huge like that guy is the number one I feel like all of them had decent games at some point in the season and it kind of just like rotated like DJ Chark blew up in fantasy like week four or something like that and then never really had much more than like a 10 point game and so I went with Justin Jefferson out of LSU I think although he had Jamar Chase on the other side of the field in college I feel like Justin Jefferson's just a I don't know. I feel like he's a top tier wide receiver that's not getting as much hype simply because of Rug Slam and Judy. So, I don't know. It's a little bit of a wild pick, but I want Justin Jefferson. Okay. I mean,
0: yes, but at the same time, I feel like if you want to improve that wide receiver core and give them a clear cut number one, the answer isn't going to come in the draft. I feel like just throwing another young guy at the Jags offense isn't going to do a whole lot. Um, I'd say if you really want to shore up that that wide receiver core, you need to bring in some free agent vet who is, like, actually good. And, I mean, the next 10 or so picks, I get into that um, with wide receivers um, and some of the other positions. But I'm going to go a similar route as Ethan. You need um, someone coming off the edge, to help complement Yannick Ngakwa, um, so I here I took Eter uh, Grossmatos.
1: Okay. Right. Well, moving on to the twenty-first pick, we got the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and um, I, I'm 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 the Eagles are taking a wide receiver for me, and personally, that's I, I think they're both their wide receivers. Like I think Deshaun Jackson, we've seen durability issues over the past couple of years, and obviously Alshon Jeffrey's been having his injuries. Um, and I think the Eagles need someone that's very fast, so that's why, and all the, and since Henry Rose is on the board, I'm taking the next fast, one of the fastest guys that's still left, and that's why I took, maybe maybe a bit of a shocking one, maybe a guy like Denzel Mims out of Baylor. We're on the Eagles, right, before I accidentally screw up and start, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I, I saw Trevon Diggs on my my draft board so I went with Javon Diggs um, the Eagles secondary there just was the
3: whole galore this past year I feel like now a greater part of that was injury but they did have a few notable names in secondary leaving and so I just felt like Javon Diggs is a pretty good prospect and the Eagles need some secondary help obviously they need other help other places but I want Trevon Diggs, who I don't know if you guys know this, but there's rumors that I just saw because I have to make sure that I knew I who I was talking about,
1: that the Bills are going to trade into a pick so that Stephon Diggs and Travon Diggs, who are brothers, can play together. Oh! So I was actually wondering about that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just happened to look it up, and
3: the first thing that came up was that they might trade to uh, pick him. Yeah, um... <laughs> I definitely like what you're thinking with Trayvon Diggs um,
2: because Eagles do need corner help. Ethan, as much as the Eagles need wide receiver
0: help, I'm going to say the same thing that I said last bit. The Eagles don't need more young guys just thrown at them in the offense. They they need good veterans. And um, so here I actually took Kenneth Murray. Who um, JR was talking about earlier because Eagles, they got a lot of holes in a lot of places,
2: and um, they do need some help desperately at that linebacker position.
1: I'm glad someone else took Kenneth Murray. I thought I was going to be on an island by myself. Taking it. <laughs> All right. Um, 23rd pick, we have the New England Patriots. 23rd? You skipped 22. Oh, sorry. 22. The Vikings. The Vikings, I apologize. I apologize. Um, I think after losing Xavier Rhodes, probably need a cornerback. That's why um, I, re- I really have liked this guy Um. Uh, out of Utah, Jalen Johnson, I think he's just really aggressive, physical, and I think he would be getting the job done for them.
3: Yeah, I don't like Jalen Johnson, but I don't know. I feel like the Vikings, Todd, correct me if I'm
0: wrong, but
2: who's
0: on the defensive line for the Vikings? I don't know. Um, Daniil Hunter is pretty much the only big name now because Everson Griffin – and Linval Joseph, both left. Okay, good. My receiver is not shot now. Uh, I went with the D. N. end out of, shoot, I forget where,
3: that we don't know how to pronounce his name, simply because he's a talent, and I think that the Vikings can use some help at D-line, especially with losing some of their you know, older guys. Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely agree with
0: that. By the way, I think Calavon Chasen, or if I'm even saying that right, he's either at a Clemson or LSU, I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway, I actually I went the same road as Ethan here. You just lost uh, Xavier Rhodes, but I instead took Trayvon Diggs. And part of that, I don't know, I feel like as a Vikings fan, is me just like wanting some of the sentimentality of Stefan Diggs. Or just maybe without all of the personality, if you get what I'm saying. but um, I don't know that's partially just me. I don't know how smart that is, but
1: yeah, all right, well, moving on to the twenty third pick now we have the Patriots. um I mean, I think what you need to do here. They need a wide receiver, um, and that's why I actually gave them. i I gave them Justin Jefferson here.
3: All right, fair enough. Um, the Patriots haven't signed a quarterback yet, right? Besides, whatever. Jared Stidham. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know Jared Stidham. He had a pretty great college career out of Auburn, but I I mean obviously he sat behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time Tom Brady so he hasn't gotten much time to shine, but I don't know. This guy, I feel like the last like week or so has really jumped up the draft board. Uh, the quarterback out of Utah State, I feel like it's a very Bill Belichick thing to do to come and take this guy and you know turn him into something great, so I went Jordan Love to fill that quarterback need of the Patriots now that Tom Brady's gone. I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I
0: don't really like that because I feel like, I don't know, the Patriots aren't one of those teams who are just going to like draft a quarterback when they already have a quarterback that hasn't had a chance yet really to play. Maybe they would. I'm not sure. Um, and, yes, they definitely do need wide receivers. But, again, you're going to hear me say this a lot. They don't just need another young guy thrown at them. They, they need people who have proven themselves who can come in as free agents. And granted, the, the free agency window is starting to wrap up. A lot of the better guys have been taken off the board. Um, but I actually took Patrick Queen here um, at linebacker. Uh, I mean, you just lost Jamie Collins and Kyle Van Noy. Um, you need a linebacker, so that's why I took Patrick Queen.
1: Okay. Moving on to the 24th pick, we have the New Orleans Saints. Um, Jerry, you're going to be happy. Um, I'm joining the train. I Actually, I did have Kenneth Murray here. I think this is an absolute steal for the Saints because uh, they need a linebacker, and uh, Kenneth Murray is very good, as we've seen. So this, I think, is a good fit for them.
3: All right. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who shot Kenneth Murray as a first-round pick, but obviously he's not on my board anymore i feel like now i kind of forgot about the fact that the eli apple trade fell through and so i went cornerback i went jalen johnson the guy out of utah ethan that you brought up a pick or two ago yeah i don't know i feel like the saints cornerbacks have kind of let them down a little bit in the last couple years besides Marshawn Lattimore and I feel like if you could pair someone, possibly another, like a young guy like Jalen Johnson, with a guy like Marshawn Ladmore, who's kind of proved himself to be an elite cornerback, I feel like the Minneapolis miracle won't happen again. Could be. Um, I actually,
0: again, went a similar road as Ethan um, uh, for a linebacker, but I actually took Zach Bond here out of uh, Wisconsin.
1: All right. Okay. Moving on to the twenty fifth pick, we have the uh the Vikings. Um for me here um I would take someone like Jalen Rieger out of TCU. I think he just adds an explosive he adds an explosive attribute to that offense, which uh digs which was what digs was for the Vikings. So I think um adding him along with Adam Phelan makes a good combination there.
3: Um not gonna lie, I think I'm just gonna mm, no. I'll change that. I picked the guy, and I cannot figure out who I picked because I don't know who this guy is. But like Ethan said, I feel like they need some wide receiver help with Stephon Diggs, so I'm gonna change that pick from the guy that I don't remember who he is to Denzel Mims, so you can add some wide receiver depth. Like I said. Yeah,
0: I mean, Vikings do definitely need um, some outside wide receiver. I would also say, like JR said earlier, they need help at um, edge. So I actually took A.J. Apensa here out of Iowa.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Moving on to the 26th, we have another Dolphins pick. Um, and I think we, we talked about it before. They they need some help in the um, O-line. Um and I haven't given them that help until now. And I'm going to give them that help with the form of a 6'7", 350-pound guy na- known as Isaiah Wilson. So I think that's that'll help them. I, I don't know. I don't think Isaiah
3: Wilson's a first-round pick. So I, I don't really see any other offensive linemen in my first round besides the four that I mentioned already. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, the Dolphins wide receiving core have got a lot of hype, especially with Preston Williams being an you know, undrafted guy, but he's a big target. I feel like, I don't know. I just, I like the athleticism of a guy like Jalen Rieger, who I'm pretty sure is out of TCU. Out of the last few players that I have on my draft board, I feel like he's the best guy that would suit the Dolphins simply because of his athleticism. Interesting choice. I actually...
0: Two of the really big remaining needs I see as far as my draft is you need a tight end um, and you need a safety. And you guys brought up Grant Delpit earlier. I actually have him going off the boards now to the Dolphins. um,
1: So the Dolphins do still end up with Grant Delpit. Okay. Moving on to the 27th pick, this is the uh, Seahawks. So with this pick, I'm assuming... Jadavion clowny does not come back to seattle and i'm gonna actually give i want them to have an edge so actually i actually put aj epineza or however you say it the what guy out of iowa it? i thought it was epineza no well Is it's it? epineza i don't think he pronounced the e like
3: that i think he just pronounced it like normal I don't think there's an e between the n and the s. Is there?
1: Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's e p. It's e p e n e s a. So I said
0: Epnesa. Oh yeah, it is. Never mind. So
1: that's what I yeah, think there. Right. Well, despite how you say it, Ethan, for like the millionth time this video, I agree with you. And I don't think Javon Clown going to come back.
3: So. I gave him A.J. Epinesa, another edge rusher, pretty much exactly like you said. Um, yeah,
0: for here, uh, I definitely agree with Edge. But for me, a bunch of the big Edge guys had already come off the board. So, um, at this point in the draft, I actually took a guy like um, Bradley Ani. um, at edge, simply because at this point, he's the, the best available
2: option.
1: Okay. All right. All right, well, moving on to the 28th pick. We're almost done. Um, Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think um, they need something at linebacker, and that showed especially in the first round, not first round, second round game where they lost to the Titans. Um, they got mauled by Derrick Henry. So I would say maybe taking someone like Patrick Queen at LSU here. Alright. Um I went with a
3: really I went with a really like out there pick. I understand the need for linebacker, but I don't know. I really just don't like what's going on in the backfield of Baltimore. I mean, Mark Ingram's alright. I just feel like Mark Ingram's not gonna have the year that he had this past year again. I don't know. It's just like a random hunch I kinda have. So I actually now this is kind of contradicting something that I've been there to say. I feel like you don't take a running back in the first round, but I'm taking a running back in the first round. And it originally would have been Travis D.D.N., but he's coming
0: back for his senior year. So I went with Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor just because he's, I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with in the Big Ten, and I think he'll be a force to be reckoned with in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that does definitely intrigue me. Um I also see the need for a linebacker. Um, And at this point, I actually took Akeem Davis-Gaither here. Um, I could also see um, O-line trying to fill uh, the shoes of Marshall Yonda. But, yeah, I I took Davis-Gaither here.
1: Okay. Well, moving on to the 29th pick, we have the Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans do need a linebacker, so that's why I gave the best available in in, uh, the Wisconsin guy, Zach Bond.
3: This is another kind of a reach pick, I've got to be honest, it was late at night and I didn't exactly look at guys that I forgot, like, I don't know, I kind of just went off of what I remembered the Titans team looked like, and Logan Ryan's a little bit old. Even though I had him on my all all NFL team of this past year, and I felt like Christian Fulton de- deserved to be a first round pick, and I hadn't picked him yet, so I want like Christian Fulton in twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, I did definitely see
0: that. I feel like the Titans have bigger needs though in their edge, um, because I mean, Jarrell Casey is now a Denver Bronco, um, and The Titans have pretty much nobody. Um, And like I said earlier, the edge guys are getting kind of thin here for me. Um, So I took probably the best available at uh, Terrell Lewis.
1: All right. All right. Um, 30th pick here for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'm giving them a wide receiver because they do have a number one in – Devonte Adams but I think the number two is very cloudy for them and I actually took this guy out of Colorado uh, LaVisca Chanout jr out of Colorado because I just think he's very physical um, he he's 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 a dual threat like he yeah. can go long or he can go short so that's why I took him Anthony, like I swear our minds literally must have been thinking the exact same thing we' we'll making thiscus for each other because I also went the Colorado's wide receiver Lavisca Chenault just because, like you said, Devontae Adams is up there as the number one.
3: And with all due respect to, like, Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez, Gambling or whatever that guy's name is. That's his name, but yes. I don't, I don't really see them being wide receiver number twos. And I think Loviska Chenault, although I don't have him going as high, I think, honestly, in a couple of years, he could be rivaling the rivaling the talent of guys like Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and CeeDee Lamb, who we have going a little bit higher, simply because I think, like Ethan said, he's just, he's a super physical
0: receiver who has good skills at all aspects of the receiving game. I mean, yeah, I definitely could see an argument for LaVisca Chanel Um, I actually had him going a little bit later in my draft. Um, But the glaring need that I see for the Packers, yes, you do need a little bit of help at wide receiver, uh, especially because of depth. I mean, that's a problem they ran into last year. Um, Also, linebacker, even O-line after losing guys like Brian Balaga. Um, But the, the one glaring need I see is tight end. Jimmy Graham is gone, and who's left. Nobody. So, this is actually where I see the um, the only tight end pick of my first round, and that's where I see them taking Cole
1: Kemet. Okay. Alright. I don't know. I won't disagree with that. Um, moving on to the second to last pick, 31, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, my my, I picked a cornerback purely because I think Richard Sherman is starting to get a little on the older side. Although he did have a great 2019 season, he's not getting any younger or any faster. So that's why I'm taking someone that's very fast in uh, Jeff Gladney uh, out of TCU. All right. Um, I don't know. I, I still think Richard Sherman's got it. in him, Even though he's not the fastest cornerback, he's still one of the
3: more physical guys who, I don't know, it might just be his personality that I kind of like to that's making me not want to replace him yet, so I went with a guy that I'm pretty sure both of you already picked. I know their linebacking core is alright, but I feel like the linebackers are more edge rushers, so I went Patrick Queen out of LSU. Okay. I actually, I mean...
0: Both of those, I'd say, are decent picks. I feel like linebacker isn't as much of a need for um, the Niners, especially when you have guys like Drake uh, Greenlaw in there. Um, but I actually – this is where I took LaVisca Chennault. You don't have Emmanuel Sanders anymore, um, and you just have a bunch of, like, honestly middling wide receivers besides Debo Samuel. Um, there there is a little concern about taking a young guy and not really having a, a vet in there that has proven himself um like Emmanuel Sanders would be. Um but I I took Chennault there. Definitely
1: fair enough. Okay. Yeah. And we have the last pick of the first round going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um my thing with this, um losing Emmanuel Agba probably I, I said needed edge, and that's why I took a guy like Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. All right.
3: Um, Another guy that you guys kind of already picked, and I feel like this is probably because of my two stretch picks and uh, Jordan Love and Jonathan Taylor that I haven't picked him yet. I don't know the Chiefs. The the Chiefs offense, I feel like we all know, is pretty set, and the defense is pretty much where they're going to need most of their – pretty much any requirements, and so I went this linebacker out of Wisconsin, Zach Bond. I mean, I don't know. It was just kind of like a best player available on the defense, in my opinion, that I haven't picked yet. Yeah,
0: um, I went a somewhat
2: similar route um, in shoring up the, the defense.
0: And I've more so targeted that secondary um, getting a little bit of help at cornerback, and I took A.J. Turrell. I I don't know. I, I like A.J. I liked A.J. Turrell. However, he just got absolutely
3: killed by Jamar Chase. I mean, I'm pretty sure he let up three touchdowns in the national championship game. And I know it's just one game, but I don't know. I, that kind of it worried me about him a little bit. It's
0: true. Yeah, I mean, for me, the Chiefs that pick was just kind of a not a, not a throwaway, but there were multiple people you could just kind of like throw in there, and not a whole lot of glaring needs. But yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Well. That's our, um, our first, I guess that's our first round. Um, obviously with the draft coming up soon, um, we'll definitely get you our, like, our reaction podcast as soon as possible after the draft's over, just to let you guys know what we think of the picks they actually made, whether they actually make sense or not, or it's like best play or something. So, yeah, we would, we would, we would. Do more than one round, but then I feel like we're getting to the players that not many as many people are interested in. So
0: we'll play that by ear. We'll see what ends up uh,
1: happening. We could do maybe second round. Maybe we'll see.
0: Yeah, All right. Um, I think that's pretty much all we have. Um. So stay tuned for. Um, more podcasts, and just a little uh, throw-out to another video that may potentially be coming out um, that won't be a podcast, um, but it'll be some some more exclusive content. Um, So we'll see if that comes out or not. If it does, hopefully you guys like it. Um, But until then, and until next time, I'm Todd File.
1: I'm Ethan Fager.
0: And I'm Jeremy Drake. And we're signing off.